Hello, and welcome to the Soul Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Doyle, and I'm so glad you're here. Tonight, we're talking all about getting shit done. That's right, GSD. I might interchangeably say this, or I might say getting stuff done, because I know that sometimes saying shit can be offensive, And but realistically, I'm known for getting things done. I am known for being super efficient, for being able to do a lot of things. And I think I hide that and try to act like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. I don't know. I don't know why I hide it so much, but I have a lot of people that come to me and say like, wow, you do so much. You get so much done or you do so many things in the world, whatever it may be. How do you do it all? And I'll say there's not really a secret. I'm not overly working most of the time. Sometimes I do go a little bit above and beyond, but most of the time I think my way of working is super efficient for a few reasons. So one, when I'm not working on something, I'm thinking about how I can do it, how I can be efficient, how I can get it done. Another thing, I'm not a perfectionist. So I think that good is the end is better is the enemy of good enough or something like that. I really don't worry too much about everything being perfect. Now there's some things where I hem and I haul, but I think that perfectionism is a sign of something deeper happening. When we are trying to be perfectionists and we're nervous about putting something out there or about sending something or about just, you know, being done with a task, it's usually a sign of something else. And so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think one of my main secret weapons for getting a lot of things done is my technique of working backwards. Now, many of you know I've worked in business development for over 10 years. And in that world, I lived on a series of deadlines. It was inevitable. That was just how the business worked. And deadlines helped us understand when things needed to be done by. We had a lot of stage gates. We had a lot of things we had to complete. And when we were submitting proposals to different agencies, different clients, they would often have a slew of dates that you would have to adhere to. And they could also change at any moment, like meaning rarely did we ever have less time, but sometimes we'd be at the final stretch and they'd give us more time. That was never my favorite because when you're about to submit something you've spent all this time doing and then they say, oh, you have more time. Oh, it just feels like awful because you're so ready to be done. So maybe that's why I don't like to work on things without deadlines, but it really gives you some lens of the history of my experience with this. So back to working backwards. I find that when you can look at the end result of what you need to do, right? So let me use planting a garden as an example here, because I find that it's a little bit more exciting than talking about like something product, like productivity related that we have to do, but it'll give you the idea. So in the spring or really the winter, when I'm thinking about my garden for the following year, I'm imagining July. I'm always imagining July. I'm like, okay, what bouquets am I going to be making? What vegetables will I be harvesting? And when do I need to plant all of that stuff in order for that July vision to come to fruition? And every seed, every plant is different. But most of the time we're working backwards from frost dates. We're working, okay, I know my my last frost date in the area is usually in late April. So I can't really plant much before that that I'm going to be harvesting in July. And I know my last frost date or my first frost date rather, <laughs> in is usually in November. So I've got a growing season from late April to early November pretty much every year without fail. And so working backwards from July, I like to think, okay, what is what do the seeds say? So zinnias, they are my favorite flower. 
And they have a growth date from seed to harvest of around 70 days, 75 days, and it really depends. So I know that 70 days from when I want to start harvesting flowers, I will plant those zinnias. And usually I plant them inside a little bit early to give them a little leg up. So when I plant them in the ground, they're stronger. Now zinnias are unique because they'll cut and come again. You can keep cutting them until a hard frost. And when you cut them, they keep growing. So it's a really cool flower. <laughs> it's a really cool seed side sidebar. If you really are looking for a great thing to grow in your garden in most climates, I always recommend zinnias. They are my favorite. Um, but working backwards from that date is how I calculate when to start. And then I know that I'm going to cut them in between. So that's just a really loose example of working backwards. Like, I know I want to have flowers in July. What's 75 days backwards from July, right? And then I start to plant. So here's another example, though. You know, I have an upcoming workshop, and I know there are some things that I have to do in order to plan to get to that workshop. So I will take the date of the workshop, right? And let's just say it's I'm going to make this up for the podcast, but let's just say it is November 15th. And, you know, leading up to the workshop, I need to plan, you know, sending an email to everyone who signed up to give them the link. And I start to to step out all of the things that like from the moment where I say like, hey, everyone, thank you so much for joining this workshop. I hope you enjoyed it. Blah, blah, blah. I start to work backwards on all of those things. So it might say, might you might think like, how am I supposed to write down all the tasks backwards? Well, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to. It takes some time and practice and finesse, especially if it's a repeatable task, to be able to start listing things backwards or even listing it forwards from like where you are now to where you want to be. And I think because I've been thinking this way for so long that it just comes really naturally to me to like help people work backwards through their tasks and to also cut through the crap to cut through the crap of what actually is not necessary, what can be combined, what's actually extra, what's not necessary for this task. So there's a lot of finesse in that that comes with time and experiments and like realizing what you really need to do. And so those are all things. But what I experienced in the beginning was writing everything down. Okay, if I need to do a workshop, what do I need to do? And I start writing out things regardless of their order. Um, You know, I need to set up a mailing list segment. I need to figure that out. I need to, you know, make their way for people to sign up. I need to do all of that, right? I need to then tell people about it because if nobody knows about the workshop, then they can't come. So I need to think about all of those things. And maybe that's not a specific plan, like how many times am I going to share and all of that, but you start writing it all down, essentially creating a brain dump. When you allow your brain to start like thinking of all of the possibilities, all the tangents, all the tendrils of what you need to do, you're going to be surprised. You're going to be like, holy crap, that's a lot to do. Don't worry. It's okay. It's going to be fine because then you start to categorize those tasks. You start to see where they fit in and then you start to make a timeline going backwards from the date of when you're pushing yes, like, okay, welcome. Hey, everyone on the workshop, right? So it's, I make it sound really simple and I will say that I've hesitated telling people about this for a long time because I think that my method is great, and I think that a lot of people use this. It's not really unique to me. It's a great project management tool. However, the way that I do it and the way that I cut through the crap with what else is not needed on the list is definitely rooted in a lot of my efficiency. I have studied the human design system for quite some time. I think it's about, it's been about four years now, and I really like human design because it helps you understand how you're like optimally meant to function. And it's a mix of like the I Ching, Kabbalah, astrology, which I also love. But, you know, there's some, there's some things missing from human design. There's definitely some things that 
I don't agree with when it comes to the limited light, limiting, limiting language of it, et cetera, et cetera. But what I will say is that in human design, I'm a projector and a projector is meant to guide. A projector is not meant to like do a ton of stuff. And that sounds really like snotty, right? Like projector is not meant to do a lot of stuff. There's other energy types that are meant to be more of the doers, the executors. Now, I don't say like, I don't say that lightly, meaning like I don't do anything because if you know me, you know, I do a lot. And it's not out of my energy type and it's not out of alignment in human design for me to do a lot. It's just knowing that I have a great gift of efficiency. I have a great gift of getting a lot done in a short period of time. But I created these methods of working backwards and the ways that work for me to do a lot in a short amount of time before I even heard of human design. So I encourage you to look up your human design. There's def- there's five energy types, all different But if you're a projector, just know that you have this super special power of getting a lot done and being really efficient and just being able to laser into what you're doing. And I think that that's really fun to know. If you're a generator, you're meant to keep the world moving. You're meant to help us, the projectors, while we guide, you're meant to help us like accomplish things and get things done to respond to that energy. I'm not going to get into all the energy types because I'm not a reader. I'm not like a human design expert, though. I do absolutely love it. I think it's just really nice to understand your energy type and how that works. One insecurity that I've had for years is that I love doing things when other people are around. And I was like, why is that? Like, why can't I do things alone? Well, the projector energy type also doesn't have a defined sacral, which means we don't have consistent access to energy. And that sounds really weird and limiting. Like, what do you mean you don't have consistent access to energy? But just means that sometimes our energy comes in spurts and it goes and it's not meant to be, we're not meant to be on all the time. And that was so liberating for me to learn. So how do I get all this stuff done if I don't have consistent access to energy and I'm meant to be super efficient? Well, I have some tricks up my sleeve, you know, I think working backwards is definitely one of them. And I'm going to be hosting a free workshop on this in early August about working backwards, cutting through the crap on your to-do list and how to actually make a list that makes you feel good. Like how can we work on something, take aligned action without freaking out. Because usually when we start to freak out or like think catastrophize about the list and think we're going, you know, overboard, it's usually something deeper going on. Something I like to call our inner protectors are coming out. You know, there's, there's a lot to it. So we're going to discuss all of that in the workshop and then special fun twist, we're going to have a deep work session. So this is another thing that I absolutely love doing and I like to do deep work where someone else is kind of keeping me accountable because I find that to be really helpful. So usually it's my husband, Mark, and he is a generator. And so he does have that consistent access to energy. So I find when I need to do stuff that maybe I'm like kind of dilly-dallying around or not fully absorbed in or, you know, feeling my protectors come out and say like, ah, like, why are we, why are we resisting doing what we want to do? I have him sit with me and he's not judging me. He's whatever. He can sit and do whatever he wants on his phone. He can scroll. He can do whatever. But just having him here is so helpful for me. And so, you know, that's when I like to engage in deep work. And so I might just say, like, I'm working on this for the next 40 minutes. And could you just stay nearby? And having him do that is so helpful. When I was younger, my cousin um, lived with me. And when I was doing my homework, I would like be writing papers or something. And I would say, hey, can you just come sit in my room? And I had no idea why I did this. But she also is a sacral being. And I just was plugging into that silent energy that I could feel from her. So deep work, magical. It's a 
time where you designate one to two things that you're actually going to dive deep into. One of my coaches, Nadia Gabrielle, she really believes in this. She introduced me to this and I've experienced it with her. I do it on my own and it's been a game changer for me to actually get through things. And so I've been kind of combining two things with one with the deep work. You can do deep work on your own. You don't necessarily need anyone to sit and babysit you. That's just my personal hack for it. But in the workshop, we're going to take 40 minutes and we're all going to be cameras on, mics off, working through what you just came up with in the first half of the workshop for something that you want to accomplish. And it's like the best of both worlds. You're going to learn some of these tools and methods about how to work backwards, and then we're going to actually do it together. And then at the end, I'll stick around if you want to ask me any questions on how to streamline or how to be more efficient with what you're doing, me to take a look at some of your tasks or just kind of suggest an optimal plan for you. Happy to do that. And this workshop will be completely free. Um, So that I'm really excited about. Stay tuned for that. I'll probably link that in the show notes or something. I don't know. I'm not the best podcast uh, show note linker here, but stay tuned for that if you're listening to this and that interests you. You might be thinking, oh, in a world full of so much, like, do more, do more, why are you pushing this, like, capitalistic productivity? No, I'm not. I'm not pushing capitalistic productivity. And if anything, I'm really moving away from that because I've spent years stuck in that system of do more, get more, be more, have more, whatever. It doesn't work like that. Who we are being when we're tackling these to-do list items, when we're working backwards, when we're working toward our dreams, that is so much more important to how than how much we get done. Always, forever. End of story. And so if I can help you feel good while also doing the things that you want to do, how amazing is that? That's where the sweet spot is because Who we are matters so much more than what we do. Though, let's be real, we're still part of this world, this three-dimensional, you know, hologram. Capitalism is real and we do have to do things. So why not learn how to do them in a way that aligns with your soul? (laughs) I know that sounds so corny, but really, like, I am able to do so much because I feel really good about most of the things that I'm doing. Yeah, of course, there's still things I have to do that I don't love, but we're all human, right? Like this is how, I mean, I think we are. Um, But I think this is how we can get through overcoming some of our resistance to putting pen to paper, to writing a new story, to, you know, launching that thing you want to launch, to even just like getting through personal to-do list items or planning for something exciting that you have going on. I mean, you can come to this workshop and start planning a vacation, you know, work backwards. Okay, you're sitting on, sitting on the beach somewhere amazing and you have a nice cool drink in your hand and you're, you know, the sea breeze is blowing through your hair. Okay, how do you get there? What do you have to do? Maybe perhaps you have to plan the whole trip, <laughs> save for the trip, do whatever it is. We can work backwards through that too. So this is not just for business owners. This is for anyone who has something they want to do. And working backwards is my key to getting there. And, you know, hey, feel free to look up your energy type before you come to the workshop in human design. Super fun. We can always chat about that too. Anyway, I am happy to share these hacks or whatever you want to call them with you of how I get so much shit done. And it is a combination of Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's working backwards, but I want everyone to experience this way so that they can feel like they can accomplish anything. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with a friend. I will be talking much more about this as much as much as I can and also more about how we create who we are through what we do and they don't have to be separate 
because I'm sick of living that life and I'm sure you are too. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.